one that, you know, I don't think we've seen a lot of this year. A lot of the games without LeBron and AD have kind of had the same type of feel to them. They've had the same energy, the type of like we're punting this ball game, right? A game where you go in and it's not competitive really at all from the start. You look at the other ones from the past games, looking up here against Phoenix, we had a game like this against Toronto, another game where team was pretty much down 15, 20, wasn't really a ball game at all. And tonight, you know, they fought and again, Darvin Ham has stuck with this Dennis Schroeder, Patrick Beverly backcourt. And I think he's gotten kind of paid for it tonight, at least with Dennis. Um, Patrick Beverly's numbers don't really show up in the plus minus, but wow, what a ball game from Dennis Schroeder to kind of reward your coach for the trust that he put into him. Uh, 32 points, uh, four steals, two assists, only had one turnover, which was the most glaring part to me with the amount that he handled the basketball tonight. Uh, and, you know, a lot of good contributions from all over. Russell Westbrook, you got the full scope of his game, had seven turnovers in the first half. I believe no turnovers in the second half. Uh, really came through and played a lot more clean game. Still some questionable shot selection, but Dennis Schroeder, man, 32 points, want to start there. And his point of attack, you know, defense uh, and offense really were just incredible tonight. He was everywhere. And the four steals doesn't really even make up to me his impact on that end. And they had him chasing over on Tyler Hero. And, uh, you know, I think he's been really good for these last few weeks. And, you know, I wrote down my notes. His play has been incredible. It just sucks that it's in the context of, like, all these guards, but his individual play, this game reminded me a lot of that 2021, 2020 to 2021 season, uh, a, game, a season where both LeBron and AD missed another a ton of games uh, within the regular season, and uh, that team was number one in defense and was able to stay afloat enough to make the playoffs, and he was a big part of that, along with other people, but I feel like you saw tonight kind of, you you can, you know, there's games where you can throw his usage up and he can give you uh, a night like this, maybe not 30, um, but a couple of the things that really stand out that this team sorely misses without LeBron, and it's uh, a guy who can drive and kick and a guy who can get to the line. And I think uh, tonight, 14 free throws for Dennis Schroeder. Next closest was Austin Reeves with five. Um, Dennis does a really good job of being able to to get contact and still kind of get up, the, get up the next time and drive again. And he does a really nice job of that. And I thought he put a ton of pressure on Miami tonight, and they had no one to guard him. Uh, the Lakers were kind of picking on Hero on the other end. They didn't want to switch that matchup too easily, but he was blowing right by Oladipo, who's their you know, point of attack, big guard, defender on the other end, blowing by Gabe, Vis Gabe, Gabe Vincent, getting to the basket, and his play was just uh, huge. And again, without LeBron, you needed the points to come from somewhere, and boy, did he bring it. He's not going to shoot four for seven from three every single night, but uh, what a ball game, 40 minutes for Dennis Schroeder in a game that doesn't go to overtime. Uh, 40 minutes, 24 seconds, actually, to be exact, to give him to give him his full due. And just an incredible night for him. Eight for 15 from the field, 53%, you know, shooting um, four rebounds. And just attack the basket with, you know, veracity. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of games, I think, and I still think that starting lineup needs a tweak. I think Troy Brown playing 13 minutes after his incredible week plus nine and 13 minutes is tough, but uh, Dennis, you know, gave Darvin Ham back kind of the trust that he's had in him. And I think, you know, this is the kind of game and why kind of Darvin, you know, really trust him. And I think the thing about Dennis is like, you don't have to 
And I think Patrick Beverly kind of fits this with, you know, with Darvin, uh, who's 100% searching. If you look at the substitution pattern tonight, all over the place, bunch of dudes playing, you know, different type of minutes. Kendrick Nunn came in for 14 minutes, but trying to find that consistency. And I think Dennis has been really good, you know, on defense the last few games. And I think tonight was another, you know, another stretch of stretch of minutes from there. And his defense has been just really good at the point of attack for a few weeks now. And I thought tonight against Miami, that just uh, his forcefulness on that end was huge. Um, 32 points. I don't, not sure if he scored 30 in that title season uh, during that stretch, but uh, 32 points again, got to the line 14 times uh, and just gave Miami hell and a little bit worried there. Tweak that, you know, tweak that, uh, I believe tweaked the ankle, um, looked looked pretty bad, came down, I believe, on Bam out of Bio's foot, um, but was able to get right back up, able to hit the free throws, and uh, and finished and finish the game, and was just the go-to guy down the stretch, and him and Russ ran, ran ball skins together, um, and Anthony, if you're up here, join at any time. Uh, this is a, <laughs> a few really exciting wins we've gotten in a long time. Yeah, I would say it was fun. I would say it was fun, <laughs> and... and um... You know, in in typical Lakers fashion, maybe a little bit more exciting down the stretch than it than it had to be. But yeah, look, man, I think the the biggest thing above all of this, and I think you've made great points about the basketball specifically. Schroeder played his ass off, and 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 you know, I think the Lakers don't win this game without Russell Westbrook. But like, I think more importantly than anything is that these guys are still competing. You know, like yeah. I think. I think they were trending in the wrong direction there for a little while where we were starting to see the defense really slip. I saw the shot selection really kind of fall off of a cliff against these same Miami Heat. <clears throat> the Lakers turned the ball over, what, 24, 25, 26 times the last time these two teams met. Um, I, yeah. I, was, I was really kind of nervous about the attention to detail that you sometimes see slip when a team starts letting go of the rope. And I think in this one, mm-hmm. you know, keeping the scoring down the way that they did, uh, competing against the zone the way, the way that they did. Um, not, you know, I think Russ, you know, to his credit, the first half turned the ball over seven times. And I, I think if he did, he only turned the ball. We'll, we'll, we'll look at his total here on the night. Uh, yeah, he finished the game with seven turnovers, so he didn't turn the ball over yeah, no. in the second half. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just think, like, w- what tonight indicated to me more than anything in on an individual level is uh, a team, a roster, a group of guys that, you know, even without LeBron, even without Anthony Davis, they were willing to go out there and work their asses off to get an absolutely huge win, by the way. Like, this is a monstrous win. Uh, to, to be able to pull this off, given what, what schedule lies ahead of them. Yeah, for sure. And again, like I was saying earlier, most of these games, we've just punted, Anthony. Like, these games that, you know, LeBron sits or Anthony Davis sat, like, those games are over by, like, the second quarter, you know? Like, I remember one of them, Scotty Pippen Jr. was, like, the first sub. And I was like, yeah, this game is just not <laughs> one that, you know, we're, <laughs> we're, really, we're really serious about. I like Scotty Pippen Jr. Scotty Pippen Jr. Nice, Jr. just sitting there at home like, what? What did he say fuck me for? <laughs> no, no, I like his game. He needs to not turn the ball over a lot. But, like, no, I, I'm, but, like, yeah, I remember one game, like, he was, like, the first sub. And I was like, yeah, we're not really serious. No, tonight was a serious ball game. And I think me and you have both, like, complained a lot about the starters. And I think Detroit Brown minutes are very confusing to me. The 
winning Gabriel minutes as well uh, are really head scratching because uh, he comes in to me and just produces. But, you know, I think Darwin at least has them playing hard, like you said. And uh, Patrick Beverly was uh, beefing with Mark Jackson while we were up four in crunch time, which is very strange. <laughs> just, <laughs> I was like, wow, what is going on? This is a game we actually need, Pat Beverly. It's a serious ball game. But, <laughs> but, hey, man, uh, yeah, these, like, those, those, like, those podcast downloads aren't going to get themselves. But, uh, but yeah, like, but his, like, intensity and, you know, tenacity. And I think, like, if you have structured kind of lineups, all that agitation that he does and all the, like, you know, you could tell he really wanted to get in under, under the skin of Kyle Lowry. And, you know, it remains to be seen if that, like, actually was one of the reasons we won. But, like, uh, his, like, agitation and stuff kind of comes out when the team as a whole kind of can uh, can play better. And I thought he did that as well, even though his plus minus doesn't really show up. But, yeah, the team played extremely hard. And, like you said, this is a – Huge win. I mean, uh, you know, we win three in a row, which I think is one of our highest winning streaks of the season. <laughs> of the last <laughs> so, few so, seasons. Of uh, yeah. the last few seasons. Yeah. So three in a row, one without LeBron. Hopefully he can return. Lonnie Walker still is out. Get him back. Um, and it looks like Darvinham. Like, I think we went away from those, like, four-guard lineups. We had to do it tonight, obviously, with the guys available. Damian Jones is obviously unplayable, so we have to go to, like, four-guard lineups. How dare uh, you? But, <laughs> but, this is politics. But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, politics. But uh, I think, you know, I think Darwinham is feeling a little bit better about going upper in size. And if we can get, you know, Lonnie back and then LeBron, obviously, I think uh, we have some winnable games coming up here. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, you know, I, I want to be clear because I've, I've been pretty critical of Darwinham's rotations, especially as it pertains to the guards. Like, I understand where that's coming from, you know, from, yeah. from a first-time head coach. Like, you're sitting there and you're saying, like, that's where all my talent is. You know, and, right. and, um, you know, so to a certain extent, it's like, yeah, he's going to play the most talented guys, um, on a very, on a, on a roster that really lacks talent. The only, the only thing is like when you, when you focus so heavily on, on just talent itself in a vacuum, that means like, like, yes, Lonnie Walker is more talented than Troy Brown, but is Lonnie Walker a better small forward than Troy Brown? Probably not, you know, like is uh, like Patrick Beverly is is more talented, has had a better career than, I don't know, uh, Juan Toscano Anderson, you know. Um, Yeah, probably. But is he better equipped for those minutes at small forward slash, you know, like guarding Jimmy Butler in isolation? Probably not, you know, and 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 I think that's where it's tough. It's easy for you and me sitting here away from the sideline to say, yeah, rookie head coach, play the the less talented player because of the Mm -hmm. way that he fits. Like, that's easy for us to say. But for that rookie head coach in this kind of a situation with these kinds of stakes, like, he, of course he's going to go with the veteran who has more talent and the resume that some of these veterans have. Um, But, you know, to your point, I do think we're starting to see more of a move towards size um, across these rotations. Uh, and, and I think that's, that's really critical for, for any chance that the Lakers have at making this work, especially in games that LeBron and AD don't play in. Like you can, you can make up for having three tiny little people out there when you have AD and LeBron as your center and, and your power forward. You can't do that when it's Thomas Bryant and LeBron, or for <laughs> for God's sake, right. when you have Wenyan Gabriel 
and like Austin Reeves in there. Like you, 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 you need more size in general. And I think uh, the, the coaching staff is starting to figure that out. For sure. And uh, Sabrina, I see you up here. Uh, join in, join in. Yo! What's up, guys? Um, I just wanted to. Are you chime crushing in. Ross's hopes? Because like I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. I just wanted to. Chime I know the in one time I'm happy. Buddy Heels hit five threes today for the fifteenth oh, okay. time this season. Oh, <laughs> but they lost. They lost though. You got to put that out there. They also lost tonight. <laughs> no, Let's I... see. What was the last time? Let me. I'm. I'm gonna go while we're talking here. I'm gonna find all the times that Lakers have made three or five or more three pointers. No, I, I just—I don't think I'm going to find very many of them. I just wanted to share some love for Thomas Bryant because I know that like he has to get subbed in some defensive possessions, but having a center who can finish that easily around the rim has been so important for the Lakers. Just like a guy who cleans up as much as he does around the basket, like that offensive rebound putback that he had, drawing that foul on Kyle Lowry late in the fourth—that that, was—that was beautiful. I, I love a center who keeps the ball up high. Yeah, and he still kind of looks like every time he finishes and he screams, he still looks so young. Like he's he got the baby the face. Yeah. That, yeah, the baby face that like when he was with us, you know, I forgot what year, 2018, 19, or whatever it was. 2017, 18, yeah. Um, but no, you're right. It's he's been incredible. His plus minus hasn't really like, you know, shown up there, I think because of the defensive stuff, but his production has been great. And you talk about that offensive rebound. He had the big offensive rebound against Charlotte as well. I think when they were trying to screw that game over, mm-hmm. um, he got a big offensive rebound dunk to finish that one. No, he's been great. I think he has really good hands. His like mid-range jumper is starting to is starting to show up. I don't think he'll ever be the three-point shooter that you know he was in Washington, but like he's finding really good chemistry with LeBron, with mm-hmm. Russ, um, even with Austin. And no, he's been he's been really fun, and we've needed it with AD. Also, how great was the Austin pass to Russ at the end of the game? Oh my god! I was just thinking about how after the Matt Ryan shot, Austin. By literally... Do you mean terrifying? <laughs> that was terrifying. It was perfect. He tried to say that like a QB one. I was. I saw. I saw Spruder like break into the back. Where I was like, okay, cool. They're gonna make a nice easy pass. <laughs> oh my god! What are you doing? Like... <laughs> He's our best free throw shooter. Why was he inbounding? That was what I no, was thinking. He was the only one who can see above. Rush, I was live for this. I was on the air. He was like, wait, what do we do? What? No, obviously, he still what pass? Obviously, Austin oh. is our best inbounder. He's the one who made the pass to Matt Ryan and the Pelicans win. He's the only one who can see okay. above every single player Miami is going to put at him. Because remember, he's at least six foot five, and that was an awesome pass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Lonnie Walker made five three pointers once so far this season. I'm just going to keep trying to find the number of people who have done this. Wait, are you going to mention also Miles Turner was zero uh, for one from three? I've given up Serena. on Miles Turner. I, I just want Buddy. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I have not given up on Miles Turner. I will never give up on Miles Turner. I, I really thought Buddy was going to be a Laker. Like you know, it's it's just been we've been teasing this trade for so long. <laughs> Buddy thinks he's been a Laker this whole time. He's wearing Kobe's. <laughs> he wears like he wears. Does he wear he number twenty four? Yeah. <laughs> he's just getting in the mental headspace, so it's as seamless of a transition when it actually happens. He's gonna change his middle name to Wagyu. Like he's just gonna like he's just gonna like find some way to, to, to every link to Kobe he could possibly find. 
Uh, speaking of Buddy Hill, though, I want to, you know, give Russell Westbrook some credit tonight. I think he actually, he played, you know, really well. And I thought, you know, we had no one to guard Jimmy Butler. And he was, like, the main guy we put on him. And I don't know if Jimmy was just tired from being in Los Angeles for, like, six days. But, like, he really, you know, wasn't able to go at him. He was trying to go at Austin Reeves. Did you guys see that as well? I thought Russ was, like, really important on defense tonight as well, guarding Jimmy, playing power forward, obviously. But, you know, guarding Jimmy Butler and all that. I think what Russ says really well defensively is that he just turns the corner so well after stops, just like that pace. Nobody else really mm-hmm. does it. And it's so important because yeah. our half-court offense is, like, you know, it is what it is. So just yeah. to get up that fast, like, Russ does that better than anybody. No, LeBron sure. has made five three-pointers or more twice this season. <laughs> just – only 12 more to go, Anthony. <laughs> I'm going to keep finding them. I feel like someone needs to give you a tutorial on how to use StatHead because it should not take this long to find. It's more fun if I, if I do it this way, though. Are you... <laughs> but no, Raj, like, to your point, I think, I think, like, I think there was, it was the most Russell Westbrook stat this season is that you know he finishes the first half a plus 10 which i think was among the the leaders in that game mm-hmm. but with seven turnovers right like yeah. he was he's doing everything he can to like kind of spearhead this offense but at this stage of his career there's just not as much that he can necessarily do um i you know the things that i was really that that i really pay attention to for where he's really fully engaged is watching him off ball defensively and I didn't mm-hmm. see as many examples tonight of him just like straight up losing people. You know, um, I, th- I think he really went into tonight saying like, hey, if we're going to win, it's going to be because I played my ass off. Um, and I think it was it was cool to see that reflected um, off of the ball defensively as much as it was on the ball offensively. Yeah, for sure. When you up his usage, I mean, you're going to get, you know, all those turnovers and the passes out of bounds. But I thought, you know, lot some of them were forced, some of them were unforced, but like most of them were like trying to find winning Gabriel when he has a, you know, post seal or throwing it to Thomas Bryant and the ball goes out of bounds. Like, I don't really mind those turnovers. It's like the just head scratching comes up the floor and just throws it, you know, to the other team and the other, they go the other way. But yeah, like Sabrina, what you said too, the pace is just extremely important and 36 minutes you know 21 points was a finished a plus 12 on the night um i think this is like the best you can kind of hope for again you put him on a matchup like i think russ needs a matchup where like he knows the guy can kind of uh i don't know like uh, embarrass him he respects kind of. the guy he respects yeah, the guy. exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah. uh-huh and so like they threw him on jimmy butler and he was like okay like i have to actually you know be focused like if you throw him on like a max truce or something like that no offense to Max Struess, but like, you know, I feel like that's a guy he'll just lose off ball, something like that. So I like the matchup on Jimmy Butler and um, yeah, huge. He had a huge game against Miami, I think last year too. I think Jimmy Butler went out at halftime or something and uh, we had a big win against Miami last year. Was that like the Hello Kitty game correctly. where we were wearing like the, like the Lisa Frank jerseys, like the really like brightly colored one? Is that the one? Hello Kitty. I, uh, you've got to know which team I'm talking about. It's like Miami was wearing like their pink jerseys and we were wearing like oh very brightly colored jerseys too. Maybe. It looked like like a Lisa Frank like notebook. Like <laughs> that's what that game looks like. Yeah, I, remember, I, I think I'm in the wrong crowd. Like that's the crowd. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was lost. Uh, but like I I remember 
I remember Russ hit like a turnaround mid-range jumper, I think, to like win that game. It was one of our better games last year too, which is funny. Um, but yeah, good game from Russ tonight. Nobody else has made five three-pointers for oh, the Lakers man. so has far. Has Anthony Davis year. attempted five three-pointers? <laughs> I don't think so. I was like, I was like, maybe Reeves would have. No, he has not. Patrick Beverly has not. You don't get as many uh, shooter has not created for you when you're the power forward in the lineup. You know. No, no. I thought I was. I was really hoping that Matt Ryan would have, but uh, he has not either. So, Lonnie yeah. Walker doesn't have five three. He does. He has in one game. Nope. Yeah, he, he just the one. So so far this season, it's Lonnie and LeBron twice. That's Which it. Which was uh, it for Lonnie? Okay, in one game. Huh? Which, Five. Which game was it was for Lonnie? Oh, I got to go back and find this again. Hold on. <laughs> no, I. It's weird. Like, you guys are asking the old guy to like, figure this out. Like, what Lonnie the hell? Lonnie is a, like one of the Lakers' more talented players, but the rotation decisions just make a lot more sense when you have one fewer guard. And I worry about well, like the minutes for JTA and Troy Brown when Lonnie comes back. Well, I think importantly, and this is this is one of those things, like it sounds ugly for me to say this, and I don't mean it the way that it's going to come out, but like Lonnie not being being available stops Darvin Ham from playing Lonnie at small forward. Exactly. You know, like when 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 and this is this is the kind of thing that I think front offices need to step in and protect a coach from his own worst instincts is. Like whether it's playing Dennis Schroeder 35 minutes a game when you have all of the guards available and that forces Lonnie Walker into a small forward position, um, that he is the only guard that they have who is equipped to do that kind of a thing. But it really takes away from from what Lonnie brings to the table. Um, same with his shooting, right? Like he's technically their, one of their better spot-up three-point shooters. But if you're turning Lonnie Walker into a, a spot-up three-point shooter – you're making him the most boring version of himself. And I think like Patrick Beverly tonight, um, Raj, you mentioned that, you know, his plus minus um, told one kind of a story when I don't think that was necessarily the entirety of the story. Patrick Beverly's plus minus was like a, was all of a, a result of Darvin Ham thinking that he could put him on Jimmy Butler in isolation. Like that's, that's not something that you can do with your typical six foot nothing point guard. But because Patrick Beverly is the most equipped to be able to do that, Darwin convinces himself that that's a good idea. And it just isn't. Yeah. I, I wonder if, you know, I'm wondering what you guys think if Lonnie Walker, because I think Patrick Beverly and Dennis Schroeder for whatever we think they're tied at the hip and they're tied in the starting lineup. Like, I don't think they're going anywhere. I think that's hard. Why are they tied at the hip? They don't make sense together. <laughs> <laughs> they just, it's just what Dar- like I I think that's what Darwin wants in his <laughs> as his backcourt it's pretty clear um yeah. but like yeah I think they're they're tied at the hip Sabrina I think those two are what he likes best in guards kind of that point of attack tenacity and then he likes both of them Dennis gives him that that um another ball handler next to LeBron in the starters obviously Russ looks like he's not going to start again this this season and then Patrick Beverly gives him that off ball threat but I wonder if Lonnie coming off the bench and again that, that has other implications as well because then he's probably a small forward still off the bench, but at least that's a lot mm-hmm. more of a running unit than LeBron's half-court offense. Um, and maybe get Troy Brown only playing 13 minutes is like he had an incredible. He got week. hurt. We got hurt. Did he get hurt? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. He had like some missing, missing hamstring strain and missed the uh, second half. You. Yeah. 
Okay. And Lonnie, yeah, Lonnie Walker made five three-pointers against New Orleans back in November. That was it. Okay, so the Matt Ryan game. Yeah, the Matt Ryan game. Okay, cool. yeah. Well, I think it should be the Lonnie Walker game. Um, now, given how few times the Lakers have made five three-pointers, but we can call it the Matt Ryan game. That, that also works. I'm going to call it the Austin Reeves game for the pass he made to Matt Ryan. <laughs> Our goat inbounds passer, Austin Reeves. <laughs> Remember when, like, remember when, when, when Phil kept making Lamar Odom the the inbounds defender and the inbounds passer, mm-hmm. and it was like there was this cheat code because like Lamar Odom was this legit seven footer who would do like high you know jumping jacks in mm-hmm. front of the inbounder, and there was nothing that that inbounder could really do comfortably. That's and then the other team would the 2009 conference finals. Yeah, and then and then Trevor Reese slides in and, yep, and takes yep. that pass against Denver. And then, you know, other teams would try doing that to, to Lamar, but all that was doing was pulling somebody with wingspan away from the basket, and Lamar just mm-hmm. passed the ball casually over those guys. God, I love those teams. Those as long teams as you were remember so much fun. to actually pass it instead of walk the ball in. <laughs> <laughs> that also happened. <laughs> I miss that team. Um, back to Lonnie Walker, I guess. <laughs> Darvin Ham is like, wait, you guys played multiple seven footers? Like that was a thing. Yeah. Well, you know, having having three seven footers who could like actually dribble and walk is just. <laughs> uh, Damien Jones no, can't no. dribble or walk. Which one is it? Is it... I. I, I don't. We need. We don't need to talk about Damian Jones. The Lakers had a really fun win, and they didn't need Damian Jones for it. And I'm, I'm glad that Wendy Gabriel is around. You know, Wendy Gabriel like is is just such a breath of fresh air, right? Like he's he just so plays athletic, so hard, and he plays so effing hard. And like he's he's the antithesis to to Damian Jones. He's just like he's that athletic, and then just doesn't sweat. Like just doesn't. <laughs> Like he takes it's pictures like after every game. They only have like two jerseys all season, so make sure they still <laughs> smell good. <laughs> no, I remember. I remember. I had a. I had a friend growing up. Actually, he was the best man at my wedding, and, and we used to go out. And we we would play in the front yard. We would like go out and play basketball, baseball, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was literally not allowed to sweat. Like his mom would get angry if he got home, and he he was like sweaty. <laughs> Or dirty, so he would like, <laughs> like he would, he would like he would like run around, and then he would stop running for a while and walk off of the pavement, like walk off oh of the, the blacktop and go and like collect himself, and then go back up to the. It's like, that's what I'm watching here with, with Jamie and Jones. He's like, hold on, hold on, I think I feel some glistening. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta stop doing this. I mean that's the thing with minimums, right? Some of them you hit, some of them you don't. And yeah. For every for every Thomas Bryant, there is a <laughs> Why do you guys think Winning Gabriel doesn't play more? I guess like what's what's He's the bat- plenty, Raj? No, the so his maximum minutes this season, I've looked it up, is 26 minutes, okay? And I know he's in foul trouble. He's a high-energy guy. It's hard to maintain that level for oh, But can I, see, can I see it for 30 first before, like, you know, before that, that cap gets put on? Also, who is he going to take these minutes from? You want to take him away from Thomas Bryant? Like, I don't think they should be playing together. Oh, yeah, they should. Why shouldn't they? No, 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 no. I think you put Troy Ron Toscano-Anderson at the four before you play Wenyan and Thomas Bryant together. But I, I I don't think those things are all mutually exclusive. Like I think you can trot those things. I I 
I would rather overemphasize size in the front court and uh, like one fewer guard in the rotation than vice versa. Like I would, I mean, that's I would rather have considering the spacing is the same regardless. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, you, you're not losing anything spacing yeah. wise and honestly create creatively. Right. Like, cause if you have Russ out there and he's going to dominate the ball the way that he does. And if you have shooter out there, let alone when you have LeBron also in, available in the rotation. Like I, I just, I don't. I don't really see the need for. for... I don't know. Every time Wenyan is playing with another big, we end up in these situations where Wenyan is spotting up on the wing, and it's just no. He no, hit I a three tonight. As Sabrina. a result of a possession, it shouldn't be happening. <laughs> you know, Wenyan Gabriel is one of one of three Lakers so far this year to make five three pointers in a game. Totally. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He has five pointers on this season. <laughs> Actually, I gotta look that up. But send send Wenyan Gabriel to the three point contest. It was like it was like let it's like let Shannon, Shannon dunk. dunk all over again, right? <laughs> let Wenyan shoot. <laughs> I have rarely been so wrong about a guy I thought would win a dunk. Oh my god. <laughs> That was one of Jan and I's like first dates. Like she, we we maintain this tradition to this day. Is that like on on um, Valentine's Day, Jen and I go out, we find a sports bar, and we watch the slam dunk contest, three point contest, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that started because she was all into this guy Shannon Bra- Shannon Brown, who I I I I just gave him an NBA for, but yeah, no, because um, of Wenyan, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did the whole like I did the like Enyev FL like with with him like it's like <laughs> Shenyon Brown like no um but like I had I had uh, I I'd been hyping Shannon Brown all year to Jen I was like you you got to see this guy he gets so high up above the rim he has this one like his right hand is like outsized compares compared to his left hand so he could palm and do all these crazy things in the air he won. Uh, a slam gun, uh, a slam dunk contest. I think in college, I you know either he won or he's in a final against LeBron. I was like, this guy is tailor made for this thing, and he goes out and he misses his first two dunks, and Jen's like, you're a loser. That was, that was a rough call. We we got duped there. Yeah, you guys are just in game dunkers. I thought Jordan, <laughs> I thought Jordan Farmer and Shannon Brown was like our future backcourt at one time. Did you guys feel that way as well? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had a better feeling about Shannon Brown than like Sasha. Okay, uh, yeah, but, but I remember like, in 2010 they were like our. Remember, um, Kobe was out for a few games. And they like took over. I think we beat Boston one time with like them two as our backcourt. Am I remember that correctly? I don't remember. I, 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 I have fond memories of that of that team. <laughs> I just remember. I, I just remember Jordan Farmar would always take like one too many key three pointers down stretches of games. And it was just like, why aren't you Derek Fisher? Yeah. You know, like, can't you be Fisher? Just, just like, and, and, and Shannon, the thing with Shannon was like, when he was great, it was always outlier shooting nights, you know? Um, and he was so out, he was, he was really undersized. He was like six, four at a shooting guard position. He had a great little like burst against Denver in that same conference finals we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, really change the tune of game five if i remember correctly yeah had like that you know jump off the screen athleticism like i mean 
the very first play when he like joins the Lakers, he comes in, he comes in against the Hawks. Oh. I want to say he has that block that's yeah. not a foul when it's not a foul. They just could not comprehend that he had <laughs> exhibited that display of athleticism. It's still a meme with the Lakers. That's the yeah. like when they're all standing on the sideline. And you the have faces, like Kobe right? and yeah, you have Kobe Luke and, Lamar and, and, and Lamar. Yeah, everybody's like, oh yeah, that's that's the Shannon block. And it was called a foul. It was a it was a crime against humanity. All right. So Wendy Gabriel has one, two, three, oh, man. four, five, six threes on the year. Oh. Look at this guy. Let oh, Wenyan shoot. Let's go. Shoot. <laughs> His form looks okay. I didn't intend to turn this into a 2008-2009 Lakers podcast, so I apologize for that. <laughs> I don't blame you for that at all. Uh, but no, like I, I do think he should he should play more Serena one because we went offense defense tonight uh, with uh, mm-hmm. Wenyan and TB and I think you know a lot of times those third quarters aren't just uh, we get ran out of the floor in third quarters not just because of our guards but also because I think Thomas Bryant is a very specific type a defender a defender situational defender and I would just like to limit his load a little bit I think like in Charlotte TB played like thirty five minutes I think he was like a minus you know fourteen or something like that like I just like those minutes to be a little bit more evened out and tonight Wendon played more than he usually does actually like last game he was plus like 12 I think in nine minutes like I just would like to see it it's like the Caruso conversation again where like they're like yeah he's a high energy guard well yeah can I see him play 35 before we just limit him to like 20 21 minutes does that make sense for Wendon Wendon Gabriel that I'm not going to compare him to Alex Caruso okay yeah that's a rough time a lot dude I'm not asking for 35, but I'm like, can, can we get it over? He's only played 26 minutes once this season. It was a blowout to Phoenix. All the other ones are 21 minutes, play 21 minutes five times. Everything else is under there to like 16 to 14. I just think he comes in super productive, plays hard. I think 20 is a good number. I think okay. 20 is a good number. Okay. What, if, what if like in practice – they basically like they 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 see what happens if he does the equivalent of twenty two minutes in an NBA game, and he just keeps falling over. Like he just. <laughs> There's just enough offensive limitations where I don't want him on the court that much. Our offense struggles enough as it is. But like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you rather have the situational size on the other end though? Like uh, even with the offense struggling, but then it's like like tonight Kendrick Nunn played fourteen minutes. He went four okay, for we nine. We can eliminate those 14 minutes. Yeah, so, so he was four for nine and was still a minus six somehow. Like, I mean, like, so, like, I, just, I think he's just unplayable defensively. And then, like, again, we went four guards. Austin Reeves at power forward sometimes. Austin Reeves at small forward. I just think, like, those second units where, especially even when LeBron's back and we have those, like, super small lineups, I'd rather just have, like, yeah. women out there uh, with maybe TB or something just to go bigger instead of, because uh, our spacing isn't working anyway. Like, teams aren't, you know... Are, Again, I in theory, I think the idea of Wenyan and Thomas Bryant is fine together. It's just in practice, it ends up with Wenyan in these spot-up situations. <laughs> I, I don't mind Wenyan as a spot-up shooter in the corner, you know? Like, I don't... Sure, I specifically said wing earlier. <laughs> yeah, like, I... Yeah, that is that is where, like, if you could... If you could find a way, and that's kind of the nice thing about Bryant and Gabriel specifically. The, the the concern though is that like if you have Bryant, Gabriel, and LeBron out there together, that's where you're running into some tricky situations, right? Because it's you're probably gonna game. have one of mm-hmm. well that and then and then also like you're gonna have one of your your you know, whether it's your point guard or your shooting guard, they're gonna be in a corner and that's gonna force either Bryant or Gabriel into a spot like you could 
technically maybe have Bryant in the dunker spot and and thus like you know have Gabriel in the corner. But like I, I've always really liked and this is you know, this is where Sabrina I think you'll probably push back, but like I've I always liked those lineups where it was Gabriel and Bryant and then Russ is out there. And then you just have like Reeves and Brown, um, and and they just get out and they run and they and they they defend their asses off. They compete their asses off. And for like you remember, remember that movie, the 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 three hundred or whatever, the this is Sparta movie. And there's sure. this scene. This is this. The, there's this theme. I need to the, watch that one. Scene. But yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, Rogers I'm totally yeah. <laughs> This is like this is like that movie single handedly forces to have to watch Zack Snyder Zack Snyder handle Snyder, the DCU. Yeah. yeah. But like um but there's a scene there where, you know, you have the Spartans and they're this like this is the this crazy, you know, uh smart, intelligent, focused uh soldier line that like just is super efficient on all this stuff. And then he goes I love the Athenians because they come in and they just muck everything up. They go there and these like these guys are just swinging machetes all over the place, and and like I feel like that lineup goes in there for that purpose and that purpose alone, where it's this complete change of pace. Especially when you compare it to the LeBron Patrick Beverly lineups that just mm-hmm. love trotting the ball up the court. Mm-hmm. I, I I really like that 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 shift in energy <clears throat> that those those two guys can provide off of the bench if AD is healthy. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I think that's all fair. It's just like, like I said, the, the theory of that makes us. I, I want to see where Wenyan is ends up landing, you know, in those lineups. Which again, we're not even halfway through the season, so there's plenty of time to figure out the spacing there. Well, ideally, they trade one or two of these guards for a wing, and we don't have to worry about Wenyan playing out of this position or whatever, or trying to make it work with with Bryant. But apparently, that's not an option. Like, uh, it was really, really quickly. I got a DM from uh, someone that said uh, Bogdanovich went five for six from three tonight. So just uh, thanks for that. Um, so, so. I think Bogdanovich has more five three-point quarters than the Lakers have five three-point games. Quarters? Yeah. Didn't no. he do that against the Lakers? Well, yeah, when he Patrick Beverly was, like, quarters. annoying him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think he's done that multiple times. Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, yeah, fun, fun. Uh, one of my other notes. What here. other movie should we get Raj to watch? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Avatar, Raj? I saw I saw the first one. Like I think it was like cool years ago. Um, right? Yeah, it came out two thousand nine. Yeah, so I've seen that one. Um, have not seen the new one that I learned about Honest Faces uh, a couple couple weeks ago. <laughs> James Cameron's going to be so disappointed that his marketing attempts didn't work. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I'm disappointed. I haven't seen the new Avatar either. Like, mm-hmm. As much as I stand for the movie, the original, on, on my Twitter account, I still haven't seen the first one. It's because I now have two children who do not I allow me to leave the house. that's a fair excuse, Anthony. I think it's fair. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take Miles to go watch Avatar on IMAX 3D. See how this as goes. As long as you don't have to pay for a ticket for him, I think that's a good it's idea. Like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> is that the new Spider Man? Is that what it is? What? It's called Avatar. Oh, sorry. 
reason I heard Spider Man. <laughs> all the same to me. All all are uh, <laughs> all switchable to me. <laughs> Raj is like Eric Spolstra, where he's like sw- switch everything on defense. All these movies, same movie. We can just. <laughs> Seen one, seen them all. all right. I gotta go. We're not gonna top this anyway. <laughs> I'll, I'll close it out too. Uh, this was a this was thank a fun one though. On, yeah, thank you, Serena. Hi, Serena. Any anytime. Uh, this this was fun. Do you have anything else from tonight, Anthony? I think this is just a really good win uh, to to come off of. Yeah, I I enjoy talking after wins. This is fun. I I think the biggest macro takeaway here is that, like, clearly these guys are still willing to compete. You know, like, after the game, apparently, I I didn't stick around long enough to watch it. Sorry, George. But um, apparently, you know, in the walk-off interview, the first Mm -hmm. thing that that, that Russell Westbrook says to to Sedano after the game is, you know, we competed our asses off. So clearly that's something that, that the team is really kind of focused on. And and I think that, you know, on a macro level, if you're if you're if you're still invested in, in this season being saved, um, Rob, if you're listening, they're still trying. Like they're, they're still they're still trying. They're still competing. They're still they're still working their asses off so that this season doesn't completely slip away. So that, that rope doesn't slip through their fingers. And I think I think that's about as much as we could ask for in a situation like tonight. Yep, Lakers moved to seventeen and twenty-one, and still only like well, when you look at the standings, it just only three games behind six really. Clippers have eighteen losses, we have twenty-one. The Suns are you know fall free-falling. The Warriors, we'll see when they'll get Steph back. They lost to Detroit at home tonight. Minnesota looks like they have their own problems. So you can beat Atlanta, who's going through their own issues as well um, on two, on Friday. Um, you have a couple of tough games coming up after that, but there's some winnable ones in there. Um, this was fun. Thank you, Anthony, for coming up. Thank you, Sabrina, 